This is episode number 68 of The Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Homeowner Show. We're glad that you could join us for this very special episode. How you doing, Kevin? Man, I'm tired, Yeah, you, you had a rough week. Dude, I don't know. Man, like, sometimes... You, you look at life and you go, why am I doing this? <laughs> just life in general? In gen- well, or just like today? Uh, I don't know. Depends on the day. I got to- Stay with us, Kev. I'm not suicidal, y'all. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, no, I, I love life. I just hate when things that should be simple aren't nearly as simple as they should be. So here, here's the problem. Welcome to the homeowner's therapy hour, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, when we when we moved here, we had a certain uh, homeowners and auto insurance company that we used and we liked. Well, whenever we moved to Texas, it was going to be more expensive to use them. So we decided, meh, we'll go with someone else. So we did. Yeah. And stick it to them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just <laughs> save our own ability to own a home is what it was. So <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we go with another company. Everything's good. Right. Um, a buddy of mine opens up a new insurance agency with the uh, company we used to have. Right. And we liked them. Everything was good. I like this guy. I know for a fact that he would look out for me if anything went wrong, blah, 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 blah. So originally he wasn't able to match, but some new stuff came out. He was able to pretty much match what we were already paying and, uh, and, and honestly, it was a little bit more coverage than what we had. So it was going to work out just fine. So effective the beginning of this month, we, we started this new policy and canceled the old, right? Well, um, the only thing they had to do in order to make sure everything's going to work is they got to come out and the new company's got to come out and do an inspection on your home. So I get a call back and they say, hey, everything looks good. Um, the only thing is um, we we rate your roof and your, uh, you get a basically a, a one to a three. Right. A, a one is good and a three is not good. And yours is between a two and a three. And uh, we don't know if it needs to be repaired or if it needs to be replaced. That's a roofer's call. But you're going to have to call a roofer and figure out what it needs to be right to start the process to either get it repaired or replaced before your roof is insurable. And I said, what? (laughs) Like, so, so what you're telling me is I had perfectly good insurance, good insurance. And then I change over to your company and you're telling me after I've dropped my other insurance and now you've drug your backside long enough that it's been 16 days uh-huh. and now I'm finding out that something that was perfectly insurable is no longer insurable with your company. Yep, that's what they're telling me. <laughs> so, to make a really long story short, Ta-da. they basically said, <laughs> your best, like, Gosh. because... Because I'll tell you right now, it's a 20-year-old roof. I knew that. I told right. them that up front. Um, 
I put a claim in it on a uh, claim in on it a year ago and it got denied. It wasn't quite bad enough. <laughs> Apparently now it is. <laughs> um, and so anyway, um, I, I know that I probably need $15,000 of a new roof and, and now it's going to be a hundred percent on me. Yeah. So they're literally their recommendation was you need to see if your old insurance will reinstate you. That's going to be the best thing for you. <laughs> so um, I called the broker that I used with the other insurance and, and which I, I really like him and I like the other insurance just fine and said, here's the deal. I'm not interested in this other company anymore. Can I be reinstated? And he said, I don't know. Never done that before. I mean, he's been doing this for a while too. He's like, yeah. most, most people that move, move. I guess most people just don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he called me back like an hour later and was like, hey, talk to underwriting. And and they said that they're willing to, to keep you, to reinstate you effective the date that you canceled. And thankfully the other company, who again, a buddy of mine, he understood the issue and he said, you know, we'll, we'll work it out no matter what. And so they're able to cancel date effective, the date that we, that we started. So that's all going to work itself out. Like I, my stress level last night was through the roof. Yeah. This morning <laughs> and pun. today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much anything could apparently go through my roof. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but as of today, everything's kind of back to normal. I'm good. I'm happy. The, the problem is now that my lender has for for my my home my right. lender has already paid new company and so i've got a check sitting in my house from the old insurance company for escrow <laughs> and now i've got to figure out how to get money back yes <laughs> i've got to get the old my my current now current uh insurance company i need to get them to pay escrow and i gotta get it refund it's like this whole stupid mess the old switcheroo on the insurance that's, money scam that's right <laughs> and, and he, so here's here's the thing like i was talking and you you may have a, just found the secret honey hole right <laughs> and, and i don't know i mean i don't i don't actually know if this guy he might listen to our show i don't know if he does actually 100 percent He's still a friend of mine. I'm still, I'm not mad at him. I mean, he's, this isn't his fault or anything, you know, not, not upset about that. I'm upset about the company and the way they do business. Yeah. And so my, I just want to put it out there for everybody that like insurance companies, they do this. They, they switch you over. Right. They cancel your old policy and then they do the inspection. Yep. They don't do it the other way around. Yep. They should do it the other way around. They should do the inspection, make sure you're insurable, and then switch you over, but they don't do that. And my understanding is they used to, but they don't anymore because they were losing money on people who would... Just chipping in for the free inspection. That's right. They'd yeah. get the inspection, and then they wouldn't have no intention of ever buying the policy. Thanks to all you freeloaders out there. Exactly. Don't <laughs> be that person. You're ruining it for all of us. This is why we can't have nice things. That's why we can't have nice things. And so, like... I mean, and, and you and I talked about this off air earlier is like, you know, it would be super simple for these companies to be like, hey, it's going to cost you 150 bucks for an inspection unless you buy the policy and then we're going to ch- throw it in. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's actually pretty standard business practice. Absolutely. I mean, we do that in our business all the time where like people call us with like, if there's a severe problem, they want us like, just come take a look at it. Right. It's like, okay, we're going to come take a look at it, but there's a service call. Right. If we end up doing the work, we'll take that out. But- right. 
you know, that happens all the time. Yeah. But it's not a big deal. It's not the way these companies are run. They know they've got you, you know, hogtied basically. And you've got, I mean, if, if this other company wasn't willing to take me back, I'd be screwed right now. Yeah. Completely screwed. And so, Thankfully, I'm doing another roofing episode is what we'd be doing. You yeah. lying about that. <laughs> I'd already had Justin on speed dial <laughs> for, from fair claims. Uh, the episode that we did on roofs, he was, I mean, he's a friend of mine too. So I was going to call him be like, dude, you've got to figure something out here for me. Uh, but, um, but so, so here's, here's my recommendation to everybody. Like if you choose to switch insurance companies, um, first of all, if there's anything in your mind that makes you think I might be uninsurable for this, right? I've got an old roof, uh, you know, that I've got some siding that's needing repair. I got, you know, whatever. Um, don't cancel your old insurance yeah. until that inspection has come through. Just don't do it. Just wait. Yeah. And if you're doubly insured, then you're doubly insured. Congratulations. You're paying out the wazoo for insurance mm-hmm. and it'll work itself out. And you won't wind up with a problem that I almost wound up with. Yeah. It's <sighs> funny you mentioned that, man. Cause like when we, when we bought this place, I was really surprised that it wasn't inspected. Hmm. And then I started working on it and I was really surprised that it wasn't inspected. <laughs> I'm probably pretty glad it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, got uh, lucky. Yeah, but um, on on the on the flip side of that, like I'm I'm getting pretty excited because um, it's not part of their Christmas present, but we're telling our kids at Christmas that we're going to Disney next nice. year. So I'm getting pumped about stuff and getting, getting Christmas is in the air. Yeah, so I, I love all that kind of stuff. Honestly, but you want to know what I'm more excited about than anything else? What's that? Mickey's Runaway Railway. You're excited about it? Super excited about it. Have you have you read up in, in on any of the tech that? No, because stuff? I'm still bitter about it. I no, don't. I, I don't know. Want, I don't want to like it. I know. I mean, they got rid of you know some, one of my some, favorite rides. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but I'm I'm pretty excited about what they're doing with it. So I'm I'm excited to go ride it and see what what it's going to be. But is it supposed to be it? scary? No. Okay. I was well, curious if your kids were going to get on it. Oh yeah. Okay, because yeah. it's Mickey. Yeah. All right. Yep. It'll be good. Awesome, man. Well, we have a really cool episode tonight. We've got David and Tyler in from Smart Size Buildings to talk about all the different fun buildings that they put together for homeowners. And let me tell you guys, this is a this is a wide buffet of uh, of selection you got you got coming at you tonight. So this, this is pretty interesting stuff. How you guys doing? Great, great. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Awesome. Glad you guys could uh, could come in studio and and share with us a little bit about what you do. Uh, real real quick, um, before we get into to, to smart size buildings, I, I was I was telling Tyler earlier. I saw earlier today you were you were you're thinking about doing some some educational stuff for for the kiddos. Is is that is that accurate? Yes, that is. Uh, you know, I, I have people ask me weekly to teach their kids. And honestly, it's a huge liability bringing kids into a, a wood shop yeah. in a manufacturing setting. So still uh, exploring it, yeah. possibly trying to put together some type of DIY at home, mm-hmm. uh, you know, parent, uh, you know, kids program. Yeah. It, it's in the works. It I, is in the I works. I think it's fantastic, man. I mean, like, you know, 
anything we can do to, to teach. I mean, like, cause kids don't have shop class. No, you know, no, not like, at all. They don't learn how to do this kind of stuff anymore unless they have a dad, you know, or like an uncle or something that shows them how to do this kind of stuff. So I think it's fantastic. You're thinking about doing that. And also nowadays, you know, even with the dads, you know, everybody's got a busy lifestyle. Everybody's yeah. busy and it's hard for uh, a lot of dads to fit things like that into their schedule, especially if they don't work with stuff like that. You know, if they don't have a a two by four just sitting around, yeah, you know, so, and that's where we would come in. We would actually, you know, pre-cut everything and, uh, you know, lay everything out and then ship it to you and you would literally assemble it with your kid. Yeah. I I think, I think a lot of people that live here don't, don't realize, I mean, because Houston is a huge commuter city, you know, and like, you know, you, you think of like big cities, uh, they're, they're, they're usually like pretty tight, you know? And so like people commute either like on public transportation or they've got like a, you know, 20 minute drive in Houston. It's not uncommon to have like an hour or an hour and a half drive, you know? And so like guy, like, you know, moms and dads are literally spending like sometimes three hours on the road every day getting to and from work. And so like, you're absolutely right. They don't have, they're busy because they, I mean like they're spending like a huge chunk of their day driving. Yeah. So they don't have time to do stuff at home. You know, it's, everyone, everyone I talk to in this area is just like, if you ask them how they're doing, it's like, I'm so busy. Well, and part <laughs> of that is where we live, right? Yeah. I mean, we live uh, 40 miles, actually more than that, more like 45 miles from the center of Houston. Yeah. So, you know, we are definitely a bedroom community in a lot of ways, even though Conroe has its own hub in a lot of ways. Um, but, but that being said, you're right. I mean, people... You know, even if they get home at a point in time when their kids are still up and, you know, maybe they have weekends off, those sorts of things, you're exhausted, man. You just don't have time to yeah, to do some of that. So, so anyway, commendable. Good, good idea. I, I encourage it. If I can help, let me know. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's still in the early stages. I have talked to the website designer and, uh, you know, bounced a lot of ideas off of a lot of family and friends mm. and uh, just pretty much made it somewhat Facebook official the other night. It was okay. really just putting feelers out there to see. I, I think that's where I saw it was on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, what kind of a response am I actually going to get? Did you get a and, good one? Yeah. Right now I have around uh, 80 people that, you know, really? have said, yes, keep me updated. Awesome. Uh, you know, I threw a little offer out there, but okay. it's, yes, keep me updated. I am interested. And, and we're, so now it's like, okay, let's move forward and actually start putting a package together. Awesome. Cool. I love that. Cool. Well, uh, get us get us into the genesis of uh, of smart size buildings. How, where did this Where did this come from? Like, have you have you always wanted to build stuff, or how how this thing get going? Well, uh, you know, growing up, we were the type of family we don't uh, we don't hire out. We just get it done ourselves. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so I I gained a lot of experience as a kid. My kids, uh, my parents had a remodeling business growing up. So, okay. You know, seven, eight years old and they're being the demo crew. Uh, so that was seven and eight year olds are really good at that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. they'll do it even without being asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tore up a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have and, <laughs> and uh, gotten a lot of trouble here and there. But, right. um, you know, it, it, uh, it always stuck in the back of my mind. And then I actually went into sales and I was working for a, uh, a large mobile home company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with single wide mobile homes, they always have storage issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I worked it out with uh, one of my now competitors. But at the time, I'd worked it out to where I was just sending them the referrals. Okay. And uh, things didn't go as planned towards the end. Okay. And uh, we happened to, to cut our ties 
with the referral program and started doing it on my own. Hmm. Uh, actually, my I want to say my first six sheds were built in my parents' driveway. <laughs> um, they were building them for me after work while I was still working at another company. Oh, wow. And once I realized, hey, there is a, a niche for this, yeah. there is an area, it, there is an opportunity, it just it took off and everything happened to fall in place. That's fantastic. So, so how, how long have you guys been in business now? Um, a couple years. March actually makes three years. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, at first it was more on the, on the side, just here and there, uh, last month made two years of being in full time, okay. uh, with the business. Uh, I used to sub everything out to contractors, you know, I went and rented a shop. I would go buy the material, put it in the shop, call them, say, Hey, go build the shed while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, we round, ran into quality control issues, uh, inventory issues. Uh-huh. Um, so it just, like I said, it just worked out to where <laughs> I could step in full time. And that's when I started hiring employees. And Tyler was one of the, one of the first few actually that I'd hired, uh, in a little 500 square foot shop. Nice. Yeah. About two years ago. Yeah. And so you, you've been with the company two years now. Yes, sir. Awesome. And, and, and so it, it is, is most of what you guys producing like storage sheds or you guys doing a, cause I mean like from what, from our conversations online earlier, I mean, it's like you guys do a lot of different stuff now, right? We do. We do. Uh, we'll, we'll pretty much do whatever the customer needs. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we aim to do everything in the backyard. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at adding a line of, uh, backyard patio furniture. Okay. Um, uh, you know, and, and I have opportunities to buy it out of state, bring it in on a on a truckload. But I'm the type of person instead of paying somebody else money to do something, I'd rather pay my own guys and keep the money local. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just we don't ever work weekends, and I actually just offered for him to work a weekend instead of paying another contractor to do some work <laughs> for me. So it's like, hey, you want to work Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, we're we're looking at adding a a backyard patio furniture line. Uh, the, the, what we do every day is, is storage sheds, you know, storage sheds, portable buildings. Last year, uh, we started adding chicken coops. That's a little higher end chicken coop. It's not the normal, uh, chicken coop that you would find at the, the local feed store. Right. But, um, you know, we started adding, adding chicken coops and those things took off. Uh, I bet. You know, there is a market for those. It's a huge market right now. Absolutely. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Uh, We built, I kind of designed one. It's, well, let's see what happens. And then it, it was more for a few months, it was more than 50% of our business. Oh, wow. So we went from a storage shed business to a a chicken coop business. (laughs) Are you like for the, the people that you're building chicken coops for, I mean, are they looking at having like, you know, two and three chickens in their backyard or are you, uh, you know, is this like, know full scale like we need 20 birds in this thing or is it is it is it the full range that you're getting it's it's everything uh the smallest chicken coop we've built was a um eight by eight uh eight foot by eight foot okay uh the largest we've built to date was uh 12 by 20 i believe mm, no uh, okay and it's actually sitting on the display lot right now it's a used model okay somebody yeah. bought it and then <laughs> they bought it and then they moved. Oh, okay. Uh, so what they told the the rent to own company is they moved and they couldn't take it to the the new property. 
Okay. So, so they asked you guys to come get it? Yeah. Yeah. They did a voluntary repo. So uh, sent Tyler out there to pick it up. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, as we're sitting here talking about this, so I assume y'all do like small stuff for, you know, tools and lawnmowers, that sort of thing. Do y'all do all the way up to like RV um, size buildings or, or once we get into that, I mean, or, or, or also I'm curious, are these mostly like wooden buildings or do y'all do metal buildings? What are your, what are your parameters? So right now I am a online dealer, uh, for a carport company. And what that means is I don't actually have any stock inventory. So everything we would sell for them would be just on paper. Okay. You, you look at pictures, you can buy it. What we do in-house, and we're actually the manufacturer of wood frame portable buildings and storage sheds. We can do wood frame carports, uh, but then it, it runs into pricing to where most people want the cheaper option of the metal frame. Yep. The square tube frame is just cheaper. But if you need it to match your house or you need the wood frame for HOA, things like that, mm-hmm. that's where we would step in and we would build it ourselves. Okay. Mm. So uh, as far as size, we can do anything from, you know, a, a four foot by four foot deer blind all the way up to a 16 by 40 in a single section. And then you would step into the the double sections from there. And that would go all the way up to 32 by 40. So definitely big enough for RVs. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, so that... You know, as far as the carports, we could build whatever size. Okay. You know, it's it's an engineered truss system, so we'd have the trusses engineered. And I want to say they go all the way out to uh, uh, 56 foot is how wow. wide my engineer will, will work up to. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. We just, we haven't built anything that big. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, yet. But if you're out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're taking orders. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So definitely well, something that big, we definitely have to build it on site. Sure. So the, the, the standard customer that, you know, calls you on the phone, reaches out to you on Facebook, however they're getting a hold of you, what, what, what is the primary reason people are looking for like this additional storage on their home? You know, there's, there's actually a, a lot. It's hard to narrow it down to one specific customer, even a couple. I mean, we have people that, uh, you know, just went through a divorce, need a storage. Mm. A lot of people realize that they're paying, you know, more than $100 a month at these big self-storage companies. Oh, yeah. And they're never going to own it. No. To yeah. where with us, you could pay you know, for the same size room, you could pay a hundred bucks a month or a little bit more, but then you're going to own it in a couple of years. Okay. So you have that ownership, uh, yeah. instead of making somebody else rich off of your rent. Um, we have so, a lot so of, do you, I mean, real quick, do you guys finance these things? Uh, right now we don't have any financing options per okay. se. Uh, it's, they're very sensitive with the legalities, the terms mm-hmm. it's, it's rent to own. It's a rental payment. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not a interest rate. It is a rental payment. Got it. Uh, so you rent it for however many months we agree on the term. And after that term, it's yours. Okay. Uh, but it's also a rental. So you can cancel. And you'll come pick it up. Yeah. Got you it. You can cancel at any time. I got you. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to it. For for both of you. Yeah. 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 For yeah. us, the rent-to-own company and the consumer. Hmm. 
So what, what is, what, what, I mean, like, I, I, obviously you're not an attorney and none of us are here are attorneys. Um, but <laughs> I'm, like what, I'm what, close. You're close. Mm. All right. So wait, wait in here, Kev. Okay. Uh, what, what, what is the legal difference between like, you know, basically financing something and, and renting to own? Is that, is that the big distinction? Is that like, you know, basically this thing, you, you know, either one of you can cancel this, you know, agreement and the property can be, you know, retaken. Is that, is that basically the difference or? Uh, yeah. With a rent to own, there's no credit check. Okay. So you have no credit check. Literally, if you have a spot to put it, uh, regardless if you own the property or you lease it, you have a ID or driver's license and okay. some type of income to pay for it. Yeah. You're approved. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's that easy with financing. Obviously it's a little bit different. There's a lot of banks that don't want to finance them, right. um, because they are so small. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times when it comes to financing, if a customer is dead set on financing, I try to send them through one of the credit unions, mm -hmm. uh, for a personal loan. There's a, a couple banks we've been talking to that do offer financing and they do have a lot of restrictions. You know, it has I would to imagine. be, yeah. you know, this and this and this and you know job term uh credit scores all that so um and it's just i, I hate to say it is it's a pain yeah so rent to own it's it's quick and easy and our our customer normally needs something pretty quick yeah uh you know people come to us and we do lose quite a bit of sales just because we can't build it quick enough mm. uh, you don't have them sitting right there for them to pick yeah. up unless it's a big chicken coop obviously yeah yeah we only have a few models we like to do build to order uh -huh. uh, you know i'm not a huge company that has hundreds of thousands of dollars of inventory right. so uh you know we are a smaller company i'm i'm the only member in the in the company but uh but i imagine that gi that also gives you somewhat of an advantage and that you can be a little bit more custom exactly you know, like what color do you want you know what do you want it to look like all, all those kind of them like we can get you what you want yeah. Yeah. We can get it exactly the way you want it. Windows, doors, wall height, pitches of the roof, uh, shingle colors, everything. Mm. So, so, so how do you, how do you work deals out for, um, like electricity in these things or, um, you know, if you need plumbing in any, any of them for, for one reason or another, um, do you subcontract that stuff out or do y'all build that stuff in up front? A little bit of both. So it depends on the situation. We can actually pre-wire the shed with the shed electrical package. Okay. But we cannot legally tie it into the electrical service. So that's when we would contact an electrician uh, and say, hey, come out here, inspect the shed for us, make sure we did it right uh, to your liking. Because mm -hmm. obviously he would have to wire it in and sign off on our work. Correct. Uh, and we do have a, an electrician that we've met here locally that will come out and inspect the shed and uh, do all the electrical tie-ins okay for a very so, reasonable cost so yeah so y'all y'all take care of that so if i were to come as as the homeowner or or a renter and say i want this building um i'm not having to contact the electrician you're you're that's something y'all will do for me mm -hmm. okay yeah we refer him out okay uh that's that's not an issue at all. We try yeah. to do as much as we can just to make it easier on you because buying anything is is hard nowadays. Uh, oh, it is, and and, <laughs> so, and there's a reason that they need that storage, right? I yeah. mean, they're they're 
They've got something they need to put in there like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have the time. I and mean, we were just talking about that. They don't have the time to, you know, go out there and find all this stuff. And unless they already have relationships with these people, and a lot of people don't realize like just putting a shed out, out in your backyard with electricity, that's not necessarily something that just happens. No. Most people don't have wiring out in the middle of your yard. Right. You gotta get get it out there. You gotta have someone to dig a ditch. You got someone to lay the conduit and put. You know, it's it's not just a, a simple process. It can become simple by someone else who knows what they're doing taking care of those things for you. But it's just not plop it down and bam, it works. Yeah, exactly. I think I've only had one situation where uh, the electrical was already there. Okay, and. Honestly, the guy had ran an extension cord through a piece of conduit. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, it was, he ordered a, a playhouse for his daughter. Okay. So when we delivered the playhouse, he said, Hey, can y'all do this and this and this? I was like, Well, we can't, but you can. It's yeah. already there. Yeah. So that was a very easy, uh, easy job for him. Sure. Nice. So, yeah. We, uh, so the, the house we lived in in Little Rock had two sheds in the backyard. One of them was a, uh, more of a pre-engineered um, type of building. It was metal exterior. It was wooden on the interior. The other one was just a that someone came out and built. I mean, the homeowner may have built it, uh, but it was falling apart. All this kind of stuff, and you know, we we ran into some electrical issues here and there, and it it winds up becoming a pain. And and at the end of the day, like y- you really want someone to come out and do that. You do not want to do just a DIY job on some of that. Cause if you don't have good conduit down or you, you put something in the ground and then it's, you don't know where it's running. Um, you know, obviously there are companies out there that'll come and, and let you know where your wiring is, but yeah, it's just a big process. So it's, it's nice that y'all are able to kind of take care of that and, um, and take that off the, the purchaser. Yeah. Yeah, we try to help out as much as we can, and word of mouth goes a long way. So as long as we keep the customer happy, we we keep the customers coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what what is? I, I guess that sort of leads into what is the actual process with you guys? I mean, so if someone calls you, they need a they need a shed. Do you guys? I mean, do you guys have? I think you said you had models to pick from, or do you kind of go through like a design process with them? So we do have a few models. Uh, you know, we've built a lot of sheds yeah. over the past few years. So we have a lot of pictures to go off of. And realistically, we we do go through a design process. It's okay, what are you what are you looking for and what are you looking to use it for? You know, what what style, what size, um, you know, what kind of quality? Because we do have different levels as well. Okay. So it's what exactly do you want? What is your budget? And then if, if, you know, it's not realistic, we say, okay, well, with, this is what we can do to help you. Uh, and that's actually where my business name came from, Smart Size Buildings. We're going to make a smarter size building for you and okay. kind of help you out with, okay, well, you can put this and this and this in that shed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we would sit down and, and really design everything. Uh, and every building we sell is is drawn up for that specific customer. So, you know, the customer approves all their renderings before we actually build anything. Oh, okay. So when the customer changes things last minute, uh, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, go from, I want, instead of 
two three foot doors for a six foot opening let's change it up to a four foot opening it, it throws a kink in things uh, but we can overcome it you know as long as we know soon enough it's not a, a huge issue uh, and that's where the renderings come in you know we make sure they approve it before we actually build it yeah and then once once it's approved what 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 what's the next step then once it's approved, we would uh, we would move forward with the production of the building. So we actually go buy all the raw material. So we buy two by fours and two by sixes, just like everybody else would. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bring it into the shop. It's more of a, a factory setting. So we've gotten gotten the the labor costs down enough and the material costs down enough to where we can still make a profit and not charge an outrageous price. But um, you know, we we cut all the boards, we pre-cut everything, palletize it. And then start assembly. What, what does that mean? Palletize it. We actually get everything labeled and on a pallet, so it's it, it then becomes a big erector set in the shop. Okay, uh, yeah, so you're basically so. doing that for efficiency of like this is this project, this is this project, and you go work on project number one. You go work on is that kind of the reason for that? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So it just uh, you know it it eliminates the the need to have somebody standing around waiting on somebody else to go cut a, a board or, yeah. uh, Hey, where's this piece of material at? It's, it's all right there. So, okay. So you, you've put the kit together, so to speak. Right. Okay. That Very, makes a lot of sense. And, and so what is, once you have, you, so your project's been approved, got everything. I learned a new word tonight, Kev. You got everything palletized. <laughs> Right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so he's going to screw that up next week. That's I promise. Right. I'm going to use it in an inappropriate way. That's right. <laughs> um, you, you got it. You got it palletized. What, what, what's your turnaround time on that thing? Just depends. It, it really depends on the size of the building and our current backlog. Okay. Uh, so right now, today we just sold uh, or took a deposit on a building. It's a 20 by 32 cabin shell. We're building it out in Grimes County. Um, it's backed all the way out till the end of January, beginning mm. of February. Okay. So right now we'll we'll go ahead and start working on the design, getting everything a- approved by the customer, uh, and then we'll we'll move forward with the production. But mm. it is a, a few weeks backlogged. Yeah. So you, and it's because you got other projects in front of it. Exactly. So not and not that we would ever want this to happen. But say you had no other projects, what, what's what's the turnaround time on like a standard shed? Uh, 10 by 12 inside the shop, we should be able to knock out in about a day. About a day. Yeah. Is, is this where Tyler jumps in and. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's who I call and say, Hey, why isn't the shed built yet? You know? uh, that, that is pretty much what I do. And right, then, yeah. uh, you know, he's right now, he's kind of my, my go-to guy. It's here's the key to my truck, you know, go get the material, go deliver this, uh-huh. uh, go run this errand for me, make sure this gets built. Yeah. I'm going to go run this errand you know, make sure everything's staying in track and, and on, on track and in line. So you're the project manager. Yes, sir. Pretty okay. Much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, one of the things that I'm, that I'm hearing is that anybody can go to Lowe's, for example, and buy a shed, right? Yes, sir. And they can get it brought to their house. Someone will even come and assemble it for them if they want to pay for that to happen. Sort of. Um, yeah. Um, and lucky in his three fingers. Exactly. (laughs) And they can get it done and they'll have that. Um, but what I hear you saying is we can build any size, any design, any number of openings, any number of 
you know, lighting, whatever it is that you need in there. So the difference is you're getting fully custom and also you're guaranteeing a certain quality. And not only that, like I know who to call if I wind up having an issue. Um, right. Whereas if I buy this from Lowe's, they're going to be like, we're not, we just sold it to you. Like I just yeah. started here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm waiting for my name badge still. Um, so, Truly, you're you're giving the customers a, a very different experience, and they're getting it by just going to a box store and buying a shed. Yes, definitely. And they're they're also shopping local. You know, it's we do everything here. We're we're not one of the other uh, shed dealers that orders product from Kentucky and ships it in on an eighteen wheeler. Slam on you know. Kentucky out of nowhere. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the only state I could think of where, where I don't know of a shed manufacturer. That's I'm fine. Sure we don't there. have any downloads yeah. there anyway. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're not one of those dealers that just, you know, buys it from another company and, and resells it. Uh, we're not a dealer for a, another manufacturer. We manufacture our own product. Uh, we warranty all of our own product. Uh, it's, we deliver, I'm going to say 90% of our own product. Mm. Uh, every now and then we do have to outsource it. We just had a, a 12 by 32 cabin, a little one bedroom, one bath that we delivered to South Houston. Obviously it's, it, we couldn't work it into the delivery schedule with, and, and the size of it. Uh, I opted to go ahead and contract it out to another driver. It was piece of cake for him and sure. it just worked out for everybody yeah so well let me you mentioned something that i want to take a sidebar for we we've never really talked about this on on the show uh but you brought up something you've brought up a couple of times now and it's the idea of this this buying local um it can you give us just your opinion i mean you're you're a local business owner um trying to do your best to to make a living but also um do it in such a way that it is local you're calling it local for a reason. What what is the purpose behind? Like, why would I care as a as a person who lives in this area? Why would I care about buying local versus buying from, you know, wherever? What what is that benefit? Let's go with Kentucky. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what, is, what is your opinion on this? Because we've never really talked about this. Um, I've got my own opinions about it, but. Um, I'm I'm pro that by the way. Um, <laughs> you left him hanging there like we yeah. about to have a fight. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just I'm just curious what what that what that means to you. You know, honestly, there's there's a lot, but the biggest things is probably uh, growth in the area, and um, the unemployment rate is really high. So when you do shop local, you're actually employing people, even if you're not employing them directly. Uh, when you buy a product or a service from a local business, you're helping multiple families put food on their table, not just that business owner. Uh, to where if you're, you know, buying from one of the bigger companies, mm-hmm. where is it? Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of these bigger companies have head corporate offices, and some of the bigger companies you don't even know where the corporate corporate office is. Right. Uh, us it's very easy to find us uh so it's it's all local and and with that you know it helps me employ uh several employees and and keep them at 40 hours a week so that they can do what they need to do to take care of themselves it boosts the economy it does yeah uh, in the end yeah uh, especially in this area not just everywhere 
But yeah, and I, I don't think that I don't think a lot of people realize that that most people that own a local small business actually do want to employ more people. You know, they, they you know they they want to help people take care of themselves, provide for their families, put food on the table. They want those things for other people. They don't want it. And and most most business owners that I know, you know, will will take it on the chin themselves in order to to make payroll. You know, um, and and so like they they want to. They want to take care of their people and yeah. they, they don't just, and they, and you know, and that's hard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's happened a few times and, yeah. and, uh, luckily, you know, we, we always make it through even in the slow times. Yeah. But, uh, and, and that's just part of business ownership, I guess, or for a small business owner anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think on some, on some level, I think it's important to know that let's say you go to, you go to Lowe's, you buy, you know, you could, you find a shed. Oh, it's going to cost me 1500 bucks for this, for this building. And I don't know what your buildings cost, but let's just say it's, um, it's twice that. Let's just say it's, it's 3000 instead of 1500. Um, you have to make a decision, right? I mean, and and you got to make a business decision and you got to make a household decision and a good financial decision. But one of the things that I hear you saying is that like, if you want to continue to have a place to buy other things, <laughs> you need to you need to support local business. Like find a way to to support the local people, um, because otherwise the economy goes south. I mean, good luck. I mean, your your cost of living could go up because. <laughs> Because yeah. of lots of various things, so definitely. Um, so th- there, there's there's huge upside to to doing those sorts of things, and plus, I mean, not, I don't know, you just feel good at the end of the day. Like I I didn't just buy this pre manufactured um, by someone who doesn't care about my family. Like this is this is someone who cared about what I needed, when I needed it, how I needed it, and you, I think you can feel really good about that. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times, uh, some of the bigger box stores like Lowe's, uh, (laughs) you know, their, their buildings may actually be cheaper than ours, but in the long run, you're going to wind up spending a little bit more, uh, just for repairs and things like that and maintenance on it. So we, we've changed a lot of the products that we use to go with better products just for the warranty purposes. Uh, you know, we went from using a, uh, a wood siding that had no warranty to use in a, a siding with a 50 year warranty on it. Wow, so, wow. you know, we've, we've tried to change along the way for the better. Uh, some things, you know, we couldn't keep up with, but we're trying to keep up with, with all the warranties and make sure that, that everything is good. What, what kind of a wood siding has a 50 year warranty? It's actually a LP smart panel, smart siding. Okay. It's an engineer product. Uh, but it does have a 50 year warranty on it, but it's, it's made completely out of wood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a engineered, it has an engineered exterior okay. engineer face on it. So it's like a finish on it or something or, okay. That's yeah. crazy. Pre-primed from, uh, you can buy it from Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you can buy it from those local stores. <laughs> sure. But, well, no, I, I, I think that there's also something to be said about you get what you pay for. I mean, you know, you're, you're gun, you're going to get, you know, warranties aren't free, No, but there's also a reason that someone would offer a warranty on a product. They're saying, look, I have some sustainability in this product versus someone who's just like, look, I'm going to sell you this product. If it's goes bad, hmm, 
should have bought the warranty. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we have a, a five-year uh, five year structural warranty included on every product that we build. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's uh, great. All right, I'm going I'm to try and lure Tyler into the into the conversation here. <laughs> so, like, and because uh, you you were you were chuckling earlier when we were talking about some of the the inferior products at some of these other big box stores. What 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 do you see? Because you're you're putting these things together, right? What what do you see as the big difference between like what you can buy as like a metal shed from a big box big box store versus what you guys are putting together? Uh, the design of the building. Mm-hmm. I've actually looked at other companies and how they build their buildings compared to us and the quality of their building. There's much of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, now what, what, what for you makes, makes it quality then? Longer screws. <laughs> that's that's Kevin's only trick. <laughs> well, I mean, the right right equipment is part of it, yeah. you know. Uh, so you can't just go around screwing everything together. Sure. So um, come on, Kev. We there's a be pla- professional over here. Yeah, there's there's a place for a screw and a, a place for a nail. Yeah, right. So okay. they have different structural strengths. Okay. Because um, I get nail gun happy. I mean, <laughs> me too. Sometimes me too. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, it's just fun. It looks great on video. That's right. <laughs> it's also easy. Yeah. You know, when when Tyler first started, I think he was probably a couple months in. I actually uh, had him go look at some of our competitors locally mm. and uh, take pictures. And uh, I actually went and took pictures of a, another competitor and said, "Go look at these buildings and look at the quality differences." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we try to build our, our product where it's built like a house. We build it to the same standards. We can build to 140 mile an hour Florida wind zone. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't always do that because obviously we're not on a coastal county, <laughs> but we can. It's it's engineered for that. And a lot of the the competitors around here, uh, you know, framing would have a, a half inch gap. Uh, where two boards butt up and like don't turn around quick inside of it yeah it's just (laughs) it's it's unacceptable but that's also a company that builds you know a a hundred four by eight wall panels and then puts three wall panels together to make a 12 foot wall Mm. so uh to where we're actually building a a 12 foot wall Mm. as a unit uh to where they're doing it multiple sections sure uh but yeah, he, he has seen a lot of experience with a lot of the competitors. Yeah. Uh, There's a big difference between uh, being mass massively manufactured compared to where we do each one with our crew every time. Yeah. So any mistakes, we catch them right then and there, get them fixed, and then keep on trucking. So. Mm. Well, okay, so you, you guys have mentioned a couple of times now something that is really intriguing to me. Um, yeah, uh, we're getting, we're getting, we're just see if we can go live here. Yeah. But, uh, uh, one of the things you guys have mentioned, I think you mentioned a cabin and I know one of the things I, I think I've seen on, I think it was on your Facebook page, tiny houses, mm-hmm. which is a huge, huge market right now. Like, like people are you know either buying tiny houses or building tiny houses, or I think there's, there's like this recurring story out there on the internet about these, you know, group of retired people all buying these tiny houses around a parking lot together. So you get, you guys put some of these together. Uh, how many of these have you guys done now? I think you just told me you just, you just had a cabin delivered. So 
So I don't actually have an exact count. Honestly, by the end of 2019, my goal was to be doing 51% uh, tiny houses or cabins. Yeah. Uh, tiny houses, the, that term is very tricky. <laughs> uh, come to find out there's a lot of regulations for the tiny houses. It, now, does this have to do with them being on wheels? Yes. Okay. Yes. I got you. Uh, so then we started looking into park models, which could actually go in an RV park. But then there's even more uh legalities with that okay uh, as far as square footages uh wastewater and things like that yeah it's there's been a little bit of a setback as far as building uh 51 of my inventory is tiny houses and cabins but as of right now we can build a cabin shell no problem at all okay uh you know we can even assist with the interior framing the electrical work uh the plumbing work we just can't do all the tie-ins and we can't do the finish out work Okay. So uh, with that, that's where you'd have to hire an, another contractor to come in and and completely finish it out. Okay. Like cabinets and furniture and those sorts of things. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a huge movement right now. And in fact, I was I was talking to a buddy about this just the other day. I was like, why, why would someone buy a tiny house over like an RV? I mean, you know, what's what's the big difference? And, and I think ultimately um, – you 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 doing what you do in and of itself tells you the difference like the difference in in an rv and a tiny home and and i know because i i've, I've been remodeling just recently parts of my camper they're built super cheaply. I mean, <laughs> yes, the materials inside of them. I mean, they're first of all they're framed out with two by twos, if that. Sometimes right. they're like one and a half by one and a half, right? And um, there's very little insulation in these things. They're, you know, structurally, they don't take much. But I assume these tiny homes, they're built and engineered quite a bit more hefty. Is that? Is that something you would agree with? I would, yeah. So with uh, travel trailers, RVs, motorhomes, they all have to be, uh, they have to meet a certain weight mm. to go down the road. Yeah. Mm. So with our cabins, obviously they don't. Uh, they do have to meet a weight. Obviously, if it's too heavy for me to transport or any of my my employees to transport, we would sub it out to a, a driver that could. Yeah. Um, and we would get it there or we would build it on site. But with that, we build the same specifications as a uh, site builder, mm. as a, a house down the street, mm. you know, a half a million dollar house. We still use the same materials, the same framing, the same framing techniques. You know, it's we do have different framing packages. So you can choose, you know, 12 inch centers, 16 inch centers, 24 okay. inch centers, okay. things like that. But uh, so do house builders. You know, you can upgrade your your framing. Mm-hmm. Um, we use the, the, like I said, the same panels that they use. You know, plywood and treated plywood. And They're just OSBs. tiny. They're just a smaller version. <laughs> yeah. So it's built just like your house that you're in right now, uh, just on a smaller version. Okay. So so you're getting a much a much more quality living environment, um, right? Right. Than what you would get otherwise. Now. Here, here's something that I'm I'm curious about. Have you seen the ones that stand up on their end? I have seen a tiny house that stood on its end. Okay. Yes. Unbelievable. It's it's the most bizarre thing ever. So is it's it like, like a tower or is it? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. I may be thinking of a different one. Okay, well this we'll one it's, it's probably so so yeah. Basically <laughs> this thing it, it it goes down the road, right? Yeah. It gets to its place and they literally just sit it up on its end. And it's I, like a tower. I haven't seen that one. It is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Hmm. But interesting. And it, it, it also had like some some features where it like had a porch that like came down and like it trans it was like this transformer type of thing. I guess you better have everything tied down in there before. You- <laughs> I, I don't have a clue how it. I don't know what all the functionality of of how it happened. Yeah, but it was on it was on one of those tiny home shows that you, I watched. You need it. to find you need to find a link to this and put it up on the page so we can we can all I'll, I'll try to find it. Bask so, in its glory. Yes. So it's like a pop out house. I, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I guess instead of a pop up, yeah, <laughs> yes, it just pops out. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, I have seen one of those. Uh, it was a CGI, you know, computer generated yeah. image, but you know, to where it all unfolded. Yeah, it transported like a, a metal shipping container, and then once it got there, it was like a three thousand square foot. Yeah. You know, well, you know, Vila. I mean, th- and and you think about it, that's one of the that is one of the benefits of owning a travel trailer. Or or fifth wheel or something like that, as opposed to uh, a tiny home, is there's more square footage because you wind up having these slide outs that produce a lot of space inside, but you're still living inside a, an engineered type of vehicle versus right. uh, uh, the type of manufactured home that you're talking about. Right, yeah. very different. There's not always more square footage. Like I said earlier, we can build up to a 16 by 40 and a single section. Okay. Uh, and then the double sections, we can go up to a 32 by 40. Hmm. So when you get up that big, that's a, a small house. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it really is. But I've actually seen some, a lot of these have you know, like essentially two floors, you know, where there's like a, kind of like a loft area and it creates a little bit more space above like a bedroom or different things like that. And yeah. so they're able to create some space that way as well. Yeah. We can uh, do lofted barns. We haven't built any actual two-story sheds uh-huh. uh, just for the simple fact of majority of our cells are rent-to-own mm-hmm. and we can't rent-to-own a two-story. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so some of the big local box stores that have a two-story shed on display, mm-hmm. they've had it there for several years because guys like myself, uh, we charge too much to go out there and take the second story down so that we can transport it. Mm. Got that- it. I, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So <laughs> it's got to pass uh, underneath the uh, bridges, the bridges yeah, and the overpasses, yeah. the power yeah. lines. Uh, I don't know how many times I've been called to, to transport a two story barn out of Tumble. And it's just <laughs> can't it, do it. Yeah. I ask him, okay, is it the red one? Yeah. I'm sorry. We just, we're never, <laughs> is it. it the red one? Yeah. We, just, <laughs> we, we can't do it. You know, it's, I know about old Bessie. No, it's not the red one. Blue? No. <laughs> Yellow? No. Swing, Which one is it? Cause I'm not doing it. I'll swing by today. That's Let right. me look at it at least. But, um, yeah, the, the two stories, you would have to completely disassemble the top floor, uh, to get it under the transport height. Oh, wow. That makes sense. So, yeah. but it's not something that most people think about. Because how many people know. transport their home? Not that many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You do see that a lot, though, where people will be like, "Hey, free house if you just come move it." Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is fifteen thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's it gets very it's nothing's costly. free, <laughs> especially on a, a a brick and mortar. I mean, a pier and beam house mm-hmm. to move that is very expensive. Is okay. it more expensive to move than like a a, a foundation home? Hmm. I'm not sure. Probably not. 
Probably not. Probably not, because Pyramid Beam is already off. It's already off, off the ground. Yeah, so they can just put their their beams underneath it, their axles, and and go. Go, yeah. Uh, you know, mobile homes obviously are, are cheaper. Just hitch. Yeah, just because it's <laughs> they're it's made there. for that. Yeah, yeah. So portable buildings, they're not too bad. You okay, know, we, we make them to where they are portable. So that helps out a lot. Well, I was going to ask you earlier, because uh, you were talking about the cabin um, and, and before the show, you and I were talking about concrete and you say like, you know, we'll, we'll do concrete work, but like, you know, if it gets a little too complicated, that's out of our, it's out of our range or whatever. But like, you know, for like, like the cabin, was that, was that pier and beam or was that sitting on a slab? Uh, the most recent cabin, it was, uh, it was actually just a dirt foundation. Okay. So it was a pier and beam. Okay. Uh, we have built... Uh, we have built one that was on a slab. It's probably two years ago. Okay. And um, we've also poured slabs and then put the cabin, a portable building on top of the slab. Okay. We've done that a couple times too. So <laughs> just depends on what kind of foundation you want under your shed. Okay. Yeah. So if you're going to be putting a lot of weight in it, you know, we can build sheds that can hold a vehicle inside. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Does it make a difference if that if there's you know plumbing needs to be put in because obviously you can't do the tie-ins so someone else would have to do that foundation if they needed to be plumbing going through that right right yeah or okay. we would try to stub it out the side okay yeah to where they could still just make it all know. exterior walls yeah okay makes sense so that would be an option all right cool what you got Kev I don't know I mean I I I think that that it's um it's really it's really nice to know that there are people out there that can they can do more than just buy something at Lowe's <laughs> because and and you know not not to slight Lowe's I mean they're they're offering a service out there that's very accessible and honestly it's you know it, it's inexpensive um, but it's nice to know that there are other options out there and um, I I hope that the the people listening today are are, are finding out some stuff and, and what that is is you you don't have just one place to go look for these things and you don't necessarily have to have a metal building especially you know like you said to meet meet hoa requirements or whatever like there there are people out there doing things a little more uh customizable and you're getting a different quality out there so uh, hopefully this is something that you know everybody out there is going oh okay now i know more about this than i did before yeah. yeah. HOAs can be tricky. You know, we will work with your HOAs and that's where we, the renderings come in, the 3D drawings, um, you know, HOAs, some of them are, are very easy. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not so easy. <laughs> so. Uh, for adjectives there. <laughs> uh, we can make it work. Uh, and, and we don't like dealing with the HOAs, but we have the ability to deal with the HOAs on right. your behalf. Well, and unfortunately, so. living, you know, there are some places that you might live in and that's not an issue. Where we live, it's an issue. Most places in this area have an HOA of some sort. Yes. Um, yes. Even I have an HOA. Even you. Even me. Believe it or not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yep, makes a difference. Um, well, what else, man? Anything else you can think of? No, no I, would, I mean, like, I'm... I'm I'm kind of struck by, that you can like do the style and the color match for the shit. I mean, I think, I think that's like a really cool option that, you know, yeah. one, it, it makes it look cohesive on the property Two, It makes it sound like it's easier to talk the wife into, you know, like, <laughs> babe, we're going to get a shed, but it's going to match the house perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully it's an easier sell 
in the future as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this isn't just some random piece of junk someone threw out here. That, that That's actually one of the things that really irritates me when I walk onto someone's property is like when you just have this hodgepodge of like non-cohesive buildings, just like, what's that? Oh, that's oh, no, got something that's kind of like an oriental <laughs> style going on over there. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. even your property has some cohesive. It it, I, I will grant it that. <laughs> <laughs> it is all completely equally weird. <laughs> it's made out of the same stuff. We'll put it out, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that that's a, you know, a see Tyler, you know, actively nodding his head whenever I said something about like sellability, like the, the resale on, on y'all's products has got to be a whole lot better as far as, you know, not, not that people are reselling that product specifically, but they guess some people are selling their home and go, look, this is not your run-of-the-mill shed. Like, this is not something... Because how many people buy homes and they're like, I'm going to have to take that thing out. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing, it's fallen down. Like, I don't even know how it's going to pass inspection. Won't get insured, right? Um, but, like, th- this is a, a quality piece of, of you know, structure that you're going to be happy to have. And you're, you know, if I'm looking at a house, I'm going, wow, that's a nice piece of, you know, material you know it's built well yeah earlier this year we actually had a bank out of dallas call us um because just insurance purposes the shed would not pass an inspection Mm. and they bought one of our sheds to get it on the property uh unfortunately we couldn't get it exactly where they needed it but luckily they had contractors out there doing other work on the house and we uh we assisted them with moving the shed into into place. Palletized it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, and I, I want to say they actually bought one of our our lower end models uh, that we build to compete with the bigger box stores. Sure. So, yeah, that was that was nice that a bank called us. Nice. So, I'm, I'm glad I remember this because this was something I really wanted to ask you about. One of the other, I, I really wanted to ask you about tiny houses. And so, the other trend I wanted to know if you guys have tapped into yet is the she shed. Have you guys have you guys jumped on this on this yet? She sheds, he sheds, uh, <laughs> you know. We sheds. Yeah. <laughs> For the ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. The we uh, shed. Yeah, they're 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 all a shed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all about how you decorate it and the colors you paint it. Um, we can do tropical colors. We can do pinks and greens and browns. It's, it's Galveston's not that far away. People buy them. It's not. And I actually had a customer here locally that bought a, uh, beach theme cottage. Nice. Uh, so they, they have a big Texans backyard and, uh, decided they wanted to have a Galveston backyard as well. So the wife got her once and husband had okay. his once. There nice. you go. Uh, well, you know, I, uh, so, so this is kind of a little funny story. So early on, we bought this house in, in Arkansas and it has those two sheds I was telling you about. One of them is very nice. It was insulated, paneled. You know, we, we, we actually put a, an air conditioning unit out there. And so it was, it was nicely, air controlled, those sorts of things. Um, and my mother-in-law just kind of offhanded one day. She was like, looks like a good mother-in-law's quarters someday. (laughs) And, uh, so my response was, you know what? That's a great idea. Anytime you come visit us, you can sleep out there. Uh, that's that not the over? response that I got. Yeah, how did that go over? Uh, <laughs> he's like, that's not what I meant, Kevin. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Honey, we need to move. <laughs> and our current house has no shed. So, well, no mother in law's quarters. That's right. 
but I, I love my mother-in-law. She knows that. We need to get a shed, dude. I may need to get my own shed. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of here. the he sheds. We're just right down the road. <laughs> so That's right. We got your man cave. There you go. Well, I, and I, I bring that up because like I, I think typically when people think about a shed, like, well, that's that's where the husband or the man of the house is going to put the lawnmower or going to put, you know, the tools or, you know, whatever it is he's got going on. This seems like this seems like a pretty wide trend going on right now. It's like, well, Mama wants a shed too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she <laughs> wants a place to craft and do her things. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of it. You know, uh, uh, typically when the the wife wants a shed, it's either to clean out the garage of her husband's stuff so she can park her car back in the garage. There especially you go. Yeah. Now that we're getting ice on windshields, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you know, these 28 degree mornings are kind of weird. Yep. Around here. But uh, it's either that or, you know, the wife bought too much Christmas stuff and the husband needs it out of the house. Yeah. And they don't have enough attic space. That's right. Uh, or they, you know, they need maybe an at-home office uh, in-law suites. I've uh, actually seen that in people's backyards. Yeah. yeah they're using yeah. them as offices. Yep. So. Well, and, and again, you know, for example, we, we used that storage shed. I didn't care what I put out there because it was, it was climate controlled. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I had my baseball cards out there. I've got, yeah. I've got 25,000 baseball cards and I had them in a shed outside. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. Most you, people don't. That's not, it's not smart. Unless you have a nice shed that that's climate controlled, that you know, hey, it's there's nothing yeah, it's bad. Conditioned. Gonna, yeah, absolutely. And so you can't really do that in an attic. Uh, you, you, no. There's some things you can do to to cool your attic down so that it doesn't you know get to be 170 degrees up there. But even still, you know, it's probably getting up over 100 down here in Houston. Yeah. And so, you know. Being able to climate control things is is huge. Not that y'all, I, I know y'all do sheds that aren't climate controlled, but you can, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we can we can do anything that you're willing to pay for. There you go. <laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah, just right. saying. Just saying, just saying. Well, I, I, in case people don't know, if you do use it as a home office, I mean, like I'm no CPA, but you can write that booger off. Oh. So. Yeah, you're working out of your house. If it's a workspace in the home. There you go. So, boom. And you can write off the in- I mean, what's what's cool about that is if it's a separate building, you can actually write the whole thing off because if it's a home office, it you can only use like so much square footage of the home to that be de- designated true. as the home office, whereas mm. if it's a separate building, that's just the office. Uh, <laughs> okay. Very that reminds true. me of a Seinfeld episode. Are you all Seinfeld people? No, no sir. What is wrong? With- <laughs> there, there's a lot of people out there listening, going, "I'm out." Wow. I mean, like statistically, not- in the room right now, there's something wrong with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but well, <laughs> maybe so. But there's a, there's an episode where they're talking about writing things off, uh, and and Jerry's talking about like, "What is a write off?" And Kramer says, "I don't know. I'm not the one writing it off." <laughs> this whole this whole thing. He's like, "You can write that off. You can write that off." Anyway, now we're gonna have to YouTube it. That's right. Yeah. We have to find, find and- the clip. That in the standing tiny house or yeah yep. yeah yeah we'll figure that out but now we need to get to the final four the final four yeah so final four questions we ask all of our guests so we'll ask both of you to answer each of these questions um, so and good. by we we mean Kevin because he asked the questions that's right and that's just because Craig doesn't remember them although so. I did learn tonight that I actually did write them down in my phone oh 
So for future episodes, if there's an emergency, you never know. Yep. It happens. Pull the ripcord. There I you got go. the questions. All right. First <laughs> question. What's the must have tool you won't leave your house without? Tape measure. Mm. It, anytime I am in the shop, um, uh, I've got a tape measure. Okay. You know, it's it's uh, part of quality control. It's part of making sure it's getting done right. It's just, it's everything. Yeah. Without a tape measure, uh, I'm I'm lost. Well, well, now Craig has a question for you. Well, yeah. So whenever, people, <laughs> <laughs> well, but like I know that he's an Android guy, so he may not have this. Oh, he's got a another really cool app that we can't have. So oh yeah, go, yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, because we have the Measure app. Do you guys have the the, the any kind of like? Yes. Yeah. The Samsung you, does have one too. Do they? Yeah. Yes. Have you guys I, used that? I don't. I haven't. I'm. I'm, I'm I know he's going to be curious how accurate you find it to be because yeah. that's what he he's. He's asked a number of guests this. So. Well, is yours pretty accurate? It's within. It's usually within one sixteenth of an inch. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, considering they designed it to like hang pictures on the wall, like that ain't bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not bad. No, my uh, I use Stanley. Yeah, Craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not know. Android. No, I do have an Android phone, but you no, mean the actual physical tape measure? <laughs> yeah, old school. Old oh. school. If I see guys in the shop on their phone. First, it's like, eh, yeah, get off your phone, whatever. dude. Then it's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Get off your phone, Tyler. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's a there's another Calling app that Andrew that Android has um, that I, I have no idea anybody that that's used. It. I've just seen it out there where like you can you can basically put it up against a wall and it'll show you what's in the wall, like piping and wiring and different things like that. Mm-hmm. It'll show you and and uh, I don't know how it does it. I have no idea. All I know is that it's unavailable for the iPhone, but it is available for the Android. So you can kind of see through the wall, show you where the studs are, all that kind of stuff. That is nice to know. I don't know the name of it, but it's out there. So I will, I will say this. I, I, I learned something about mine the other day when I was using it. I was I was just showing somebody how it worked. I was like, you know, grabbing a point on the wall and measuring it and like, look, this wall's an eight foot wall and whatever. And so it, it three dimensionally maps the room. And what it did when I measured that wall, because it had that perspective, it started grabbing stuff on the wall and like measuring it automatically for me. Really? So like it grabbed like a light switch and it told me that it was like four and a half inches by four inches or something like that. And like it was just grabbing like pictures on the wall and tell me how big they were. It was crazy. Um, That is crazy. Yeah. So like it does a bunch of stuff I probably haven't figured out yet because. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. All right, Tyler, your turn. So what must have tool you won't leave your house without? I was also going to say the tape measure and I think it's David's fault for that. Is It's kind of got me stuck yeah. on it as well. So I walk in and see him without a tape. Hey, where's your tape? Yeah. <laughs> no. Always on me. Yeah. Always have it. Good. At work, not at work. Yeah. I have it somewhere. I nice. You got it on you right now? In my car, yeah. It's in your car. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's close enough. Yeah. I don't have one on me. You know, so I mean, I got I'll my be- phone. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have a Stanley or a Craftsman. No. So. All right. Next question. Uh, what's a job you've walked away from? So when we wrote this question, we meant for it to be like, what's a project around your home that you started and you're like, you know what? I cannot do this. <laughs> like, I, I need to hire someone out to do this because I'm, I'm not doing this job anymore. It got too complicated. That's what we intended the job you walked away from question to be. However, some people take it to be a career. Some people take it to even be like a, 
like maybe maybe a customer's come in and said, "Hey, you know, I want this," and they were just so difficult to work with or something. They they had unreasonable expectations, and you were like, "Ah, can't help you." So I want you to take this question how you want to. But what's a job you've walked away from? Well, there's quite a few. <laughs> but, uh, so, um, hmm. See, I was trying to think of this earlier. I should have. So I would say we, we actually turned away a, a pretty big job, I guess about a year ago. I, I spent a lot of time in the drawings on this job yeah. and, and uh, no charge, which is not normal. So we, we did a lot of work up front and it just, it just, got to a point where we had to tell the customer, Hey, we're, we're, we're out. Mm. You know? Um, it was just too big or it was just, yeah, a little bit of, of everything too big. I didn't have the experience at the time. Um, actually we were still in the old shop in Plantersville. So Not enough room either. Yeah. It was, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, we were in 500 square foot at the time. Uh, that's, that's, uh, as big as a, a garage. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we, we, it was very small. It was very tight. Uh, there wasn't very much room at all to move around. And it was just too big for me at the time. And with the crew I had to meet their expectations, it was a decent sized commercial job and they were wanting multiple units and it just, we had to turn it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been a, a great project to add in the portfolio. Uh, it would have kept us busy for a long time, but it was one of those things we knew up front that it wouldn't happen. It mm. would take too long. And then I would have a very angry customer and, uh, you know, which would hurt my reputation mm-hmm. and, and also uh, run a friendship. You mm. know, we did create a friendship along the way and took the customer out to dinner and said, Hey, it's just not going to work. Mm. Uh, I did refer them off to another contractor and said, Hey, you know, this is what he does day in, day out. And, you know, they, they got a project and happy as can be. Yeah. So when, when kind yeah, of, yeah, I just passed it off to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. We just, we couldn't do it. Unfortunately okay. now we're in a position we could, but <laughs> at the time it, it was more than we could handle. Sure. All right. Tyler job. You walked away from, uh, I think the first time that I got on one of the bigger sheds that we built, uh, I almost slipped off the roof. Well, on accident, doing wow. shingles. Mm. And uh, I think that's the only job I've really walked away from okay. until I finally got back up there. Yeah. I can, not a problem now. Yeah, but you're like, for a while, you're like, yeah. Uh, I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. So. Yeah. <laughs> just got to get back on that bike. Yep. Just got to yeah. get back on. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, heights can be scary if you fall down. <laughs> it, it does hurt a little bit. A little bit. Well, and, uh, probably the most scary of. Being high. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Are we still talking about being on top of roofs? No, being- I thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just question. Okay. Third question. If you're high and you're high. There you go. <laughs> the the chances are a lot higher at that right. point. Okay. Uh, third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Well, we talked about driving time earlier. So typically it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get home Wow, from mm. the shop. So honestly, I drive home with no radio. Mm. Uh, just drive yeah. and relax. 
And that's my quiet time because when I get home, I, you know, you got kids running yep. around screaming and, yep. and then you got to help with dinner or what you can help with. So yeah. that's, that's my quiet time. Normally I drive to work, no radio on, uh, unless I know I need to get myself pumped up and then I, I turn something on to get, get going. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I silence. Yeah. You know, I, I really like that. That, um, not too long ago, uh, I was, I was part of a group that kind of challenged each other to, uh, to find time for silence in their day. And one of the, one of the easiest ways to do that is in your vehicle and to just turn things off, those sorts of things. Uh, cause if you're not going to listen to the homeowner show, what else are you really going to listen yeah, right. to anyway? Right. Garbage. Exactly. Garbage. Exactly. <laughs> and then we exactly. have those apps that, you know, reward you or quote unquote, but yeah, uh, exactly. You know, keep you off your phone. Yeah. Just put your phone down and just, just forget put it down. It. Yeah. Just drive. That's right. I, just drive. I, that's commendable. <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. All right. Beat that Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is actually the opposite. I like to listen to music on my way home. Okay. That, that is that is my getaway is music and driving. I love driving. Been around a race car family my whole life. Okay. So oh. I I love driving. But I have to have music on. I cannot do the silence. <laughs> and then I mean when I do have downtime, it's probably when I'm going home. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> you know, it's it's very strange on my drive homes. Sometimes I feel like I'm at the shop and then I'm home. Mm. It's like I don't really what happened on the drive. Yeah. Do you oh, ever yeah. get like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. You're on autopilot. Yeah. And then it's like, man, I'm I'm already wow. It, it's it's a bizarre here. feeling too. It's like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that a lot. And and I think that's just my my away time. I'm kind of zoned out and just driving. Yeah. So, but yeah, I hear his music, you know, five thirty <laughs> hits. It's, yep, Tyler's in his car. <laughs> yeah. So uh, nice. everybody hears it. Neighbors and all. Yep. But luckily we haven't had any complaints yet. Yet. <laughs> Hopefully they don't get any ideas by listening to this show. Man, I had a, uh, <laughs> that's funny. I had a, uh, a buddy in, in high school. He had a, uh, a pickup and just extended cab pickup and in the back of, of so in, in the back seat the extended cab portion he had two 18 inch subs two wow and and from a block away he could make glass rattle <laughs> <laughs> from a block away it's crazy Man. crazy all right uh last question we're almost there what's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received uh, can I be bleeped out before? Like if I say something, yeah, can y'all bleep? <laughs> we can bleep you. Okay, yeah, we can bleep you. They're probably. They probably already heard it. Yeah. <laughs> bleep. When do you want me to start bleeping you? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. The best piece of advice that has been given to me is: do not put your hands where you would not put your pecker. Uh, that is the best one. Okay. Not everybody listens to that. But yeah. You know what? yeah. That's, that's, that's why. I've preached it to him so many times. It's, you better start knocking on some wood. It's, yeah. it's worked out. Yeah. <clears throat> I got nothing to follow that up with. No. So, David, what's one what of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever given? I mean, received. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard to pinpoint. Uh, I, I've had several mentors, you know, in this business and previous businesses and, you know, previous employers. And, uh, it, 
it's really hard to narrow it down to the best one. It's it's all very good. Um, you know, one of them is is don't retire on one customer. Mm. Uh, you know, don't don't try to retire off of one customer. Um, growing up, if if you're not uh, if you're not early, you're late. Yeah, that's a good one. I like yeah. that one a lot. I've said that several times over the past few weeks to a lot of new employees <laughs> yep. or ex-employees. Uh. <laughs> but um, they did not receive the wisdom. Apparently, yeah, they it, it just didn't stick. Yeah, um, not sure if they listen to this or not, but we'll find out in the next couple of weeks, I guess, because yep. we are still Facebook friends. Well, hopefully, they were there long enough to learn the bit about the hands. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Actually, he, he, couple. Well, no, he didn't actually learn it. But he, he well, he learned it. the hard way. Oh, yeah. Okay, he Ouch. learned the hard way. Yeah. Definitely an ouch. Yeah. But yeah, if you're not if you're not early, you're late. Yeah. You okay. Know, show up 15 minutes early. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy. Uh, so much can happen on the road, especially, you know, in an hour's drive time, but, oh yeah, and, and I do have an employee that lives probably an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half away. Mm. Uh, you know, and he, he does what he needs to do to make sure he's there on time, bright and early every morning. Good. Mm. That's awesome. So it can be done. Can be done. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, um, fifth and final secret question. Secret question. Yeah. Um, we, we, we couldn't reveal the secret until just now so um how do people get a hold of you well obviously we're all over facebook <laughs> so you can look us up at smart size buildings uh just go to facebook and literally type in smart size buildings okay and pop up all right uh you can go to smartsizebuildings.com we have a website presence there you can call the office the number is 936-463-8392 uh, you know, we we do have a slight presence on Instagram. We're so busy. I, I haven't really been able to keep up with all the platforms. But yeah. We're, we're getting there. Okay. You know, uh, trying to put, I'm trying to delegate more nowadays. So I may put somebody else in charge of the Instagram. There you go. Uh, but yeah, and we're right off of Honia, Egypt uh, in Ponderosa. And then we have a storage location right now on McCaleb at 2854 okay. beside the fireworks stand. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, uh, th this has been good. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time to, to come in and, and spend some time with us. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that it's been good for you. I, I know I've learned a lot. Um, it's been great. Yeah. So, I'm glad you guys had us here. Yeah. It's, no, it's been awesome. good. It's a, it's, a, it's a subject we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and uh, click the subscribe button uh, there in iTunes or Google Podcast, whatever Stitcher Radio that you're listening to. Uh, we appreciate you downloading our episodes. Uh, as always, you can find us online at homeownershow.com. You can send us an email at info at homeownershow.com. Um, but, uh, thank you for downloading our, our episode. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa and Hanukkah, all of those things. Um, happy Mary, happy Mary. Hey, real quick, uh, cool new release, uh, on, in the, uh, in the world of podcasting, you can now, uh, do it through like Alexa and Google home. You can just say, 
play the homeowner show. That's right. And it'll just do it. Yeah. Like they have like their own service now. It's yeah. so cool. It that's is cool. pretty nice. So yeah. That's, no that's, excuses. That's right. You don't even have to like <laughs> click on Kevin's goofy app anymore. That's that, right. Click on you don't have to click on the donkey or any of that stuff. <laughs> There's no clicking. No clicking. You just download it and well, you gotta say it. Say it out loud. Alexa. Oh. Play the homeowner show. You know you want to. And the ba-dum-bum. music will kick in. There you go. Right there. <laughs> yep, that's the way it goes. Um, so, yeah, thanks for downloading this episode. We're here every Tuesday, and even on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We will have, a, have an episode. So, yep. um, hope you're looking forward to that. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. See ya.